and welcome to episode 6 of Foot Focus Podcast. I'm your host as always, Steve Stokes. Today I'm joined by our regular on the Rob and after the debut last week of Footwiz Pro Dylan Campbell and his former coach Andy Fano, we've got another debutant in the form of well, gameplay legend, gameplay guru, Zelonius. Zell, how are you? Doing good. Appreciate you having me on, Steve. How are you doing? Zell, nobody ever asks me that, and I was saying this on the pod last week, so you can come back, um, and I'm good, thank you. Glad to hear it. People are rude these days, eh? They are, yeah. I think it's a generational thing, Zell. Must be. Rob, he's outdone me already here because he's asked how you are, and I've never asked, so that's we're six podcasts in, and he's already upstaged me there, so yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. How are you, Steve? You okay? How's your tooth? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm good. I'm same old same. I've not got much to report really. It's uh, I, I'm a bit. I'm pretty boring as a human being to be honest. There's not a lot to say. I'd, it's just the same old FIFA shit with me. Well, as always, we record with the cameras on, and I can tell the listeners that what's not boring is the uh, the background you've got going on there, Rob. You look very pink. It's like a disco. It looks like I'm sat in a brothel. Not that I've ever been in a brothel, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, I like an I like an LED. It's a bit of a. It's like a calm room for me. You know, for my... it's what you imagine a brothel. Like. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, exactly. It's, it's what people have said they're like. They're like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the escorts come to me. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Great start as always. The thing that we've got to talk about, I suppose, and that everybody wants to know about, rather than Rob's um, leaning towards wanting to live in a brothel, is is the patch and. It's obvious. It's changed gameplay, hasn't it? It's it's made this pretty much a different game. I shouldn't say that because I'm I'm leading your answers, I suppose. But for me, it certainly has. One of the big reasons we've got you on this week, Zell, is is to talk through that. And I know that you've got some pretty strong views on it, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say the only patch in the history of FIFA that I can think that changed the game as much as this would be. And this is kind of like, I think it's looked at a bit with too much nostalgia now but do you remember pre-patch FIFA 18 before mm-hmm. that's like seen as like a lot of people see it as like a holy grail of FIFA I don't think that really had enough time to ever be tested properly but people loved that and then they patched it and it was a totally different game yeah for me this patch I mean you just look at the market alone mid Canton now dropped a million coins rule breaker Ronaldo halved in price obviously that's a lot of panic and stuff yeah but um, you suddenly went from a game where Vinicius Jr. and Usman Dembele got caught after a yard. Suddenly they can run half the pitch and get away from defenders for me. Um, yeah, drastically overnight changed how the game plays. Made the game feel a lot faster. And a lot of these, what people don't realise a lot of time is that a lot of these things can affect a lot of other parts of the game. So now, one indirect knock-on was that I think you can get out the press a bit easier because you can actually use players who can dribble now. And if you actually get ahead of the play, you can stay ahead of them. Whereas before... Maybe you could get in behind with Haaland against the press, but good luck dribbling out of the press with someone like Haaland who's a bus on the ball. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll go back and forth by it, but it changed the game a lot for me. One point to make about it, one thing that I really raged against when, when it first happened was the idea, and I want to clear this up for our listeners, the idea that uh, Lengthy has been nerfed really hasn't. It's, it's just that the controlled and explosive players have caught up, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Um I've been asked quite a bit about it. I did some videos about it and I said, you some, you're going to have YouTube titles that are a little bit clickbait. I said, is Lengthy dead? I think that was one of the titles of my videos. And the short answer to that is no, it's still viable. Haaland is not any slower on this patch. But I do think it has been nerfed indirectly. And it can be a nerf without being nerfed, in my opinion, 
if something else has been buffed, that's suddenly above it. Mm. Yeah, it's all relative. Uh, would you rather use a 99 pace controlled player who's also got 90 agility and is good on the ball or a 99 pace lengthy player with 70 agility? You'd rather use the player who's better on the ball. So I totally agree, but Adama is still ripping me a new one every now and then. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? Yeah, so I, I think I always said, like, don't nerf lengthy, just buff controlled and explosive because I get people's, you know, I get what people say about how many times do you see Mbappe or Vinny in real life, you know, sprinting half the length of the pitch away from a defender. And it is quite rare, but it, it was getting ridiculous when it's like, you know, what's that promo? Thomas Mounier or whatever's like constantly catching, you know, Aaron Lennon or whoever. I can't, I don't know why I thought Aaron Lennon because he's, he's, he's about 50, Lennon. but... I think I could catch Aaron Lennon. Though. All right, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, not Aaron Lennon, not Aaron Lennon. Uh, all right, let me go into the the, the modern day archive. Kylian Mbappe, he's a he's a big favourite in the in the world of football. So yeah, I like what they've done by buffing control and explosive rather than nerfing lengthy. If that's what's happened, it's quite unusual for them to do that, isn't it, Zell? Normally, it's a case of finding the thing that's that's overpowered and broken and and knocking the hell out of that. It sounds like, by the looks of it, that. This wasn't even intentional, and I think this is one of the main issues I had with the patch that I read over the patch notes twice before they released it because it was quite a, a long patch in terms of the or pitch notes as they call it. I read over it twice. I'd like to think I know the game well. I've probably played nearly a thousand games this year. I've played FIFA since like twenty years now. I spend a lot of time on the game. I wouldn't have had a clue that this was going to happen on this patch based off what they wrote, and then people were like oh it was obvious in this one line where it's it wasn't it was just one very vague ambiguous line that wouldn't have at all it was something about sometimes players slow down yeah i'd have learned that players always slow down <laughs> if they're not lengthy um and they didn't even mention the accelerate or controlled or explosive it was just a tiny little line and like if anything it just looked like a little bug fix well they did say when they released the uh the follow-up tweet I suppose when they changed the, the patch notes they did say that it doesn't affect Accelerate which is fair I suppose because it's only something that, that comes into game when you're holding R2 or RT and you are actually sprinting with the ball so I totally agree with you though the, the quality of the uh, of the pitch notes regarding the patch are shocking they're just so ambiguous we don't need words like sometimes and some and maybe you, you agree uh, the one that I always talk about in terms of patch notes, because I played it, I wasn't wasn't near pro level. But I was good at the game and would like a lot of video games I've played. Like I'm, I'll have a quick glance at see what the latest stuff going on with it is. But like on League of Legends, I'd follow it very keenly. I watched the esport. If they nerfed like on that game, it was champions characters. If they nerfed champion and they nerfed one of their abilities, it would be like okay, this ability is getting nerfed at this when it's level 1 out of 5 by 0.2%, at level 4 it's 0.6%. Right. You knew to the exact decimal number what the change would be, and it never, ever was diff- felt different in-game. Whereas on FIFA, I like that they said about the... Tra- I don't like the nerf to Travella for different reasons, but at least they gave us the 10% if it's outside of the foot. Yeah. 30%. That's good. But then loads of the other stuff is just vague stuff that doesn't mean anything, and sometimes maybe just words that don't actually... You can't, you, it's guesswork, you just get on the game, you have to try to figure it out yourself. It's an interesting point you make about League of Legends. I mean, I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole that, uh, that I've heard you go down on every other podcast you've been on, where we end up talking about League of Legends for about 20 minutes. But um, I think people often overlook the fact that 
in a lot of ways, FIFA is just the same as these other games where we do basically have cards with special abilities. We can equip them with special items like chem styles and what have you. Maybe not so much the training as we used to, but it's on a par. And I don't, I'd agree with you completely. I don't think it matches up. I wouldn't know League of Legends if it slapped me in the face. Is it like Mortal Kombat on the Sega Mega Drive? Not quite. No, <laughs> no I, don't, I don't know it. You're right about patch notes, though. Right, so in terms of the actual patch itself, we, I want to get into details of, of what's happened, how it's affected the way that we play. In particular as well, I want to come to Zell in a moment and talk about how we're going to defend against this new meta, because he sent me a clip, which was quite alarming. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Rob, first of all, what do you make of it? So you know I'm an old gen tosser, but on Thursday night I was doing quali- uh, foot champs qualification and my whole chat was saying, get on new gen, try the new patch. So I did. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'll probably be back on old. Doesn't it feel more more arcadey? More, I mean, I, I hate to use that phrase, but more kind of fun than it did it may be a little bit nothing's as arcadey as old though and that's why i like it but i mean it's still feels a bit like air hockey but balls ping-ponging everywhere and feels like the middle of the pitch is still absolutely packed out and i'm still not massively i obviously it looks a lot better and it, it it's pretty smoother than old gen and stuff but i need to give it more time i might do weekend league on it and then i'll know when you say that the middle of the pitch is packed out what what tactic are you using rob um I was using... I've used a few, to be fair. I, I did try a 4-3-3 to try and sort of get it out wide a bit more. But yeah, I probably was using a, a 4-1-2-1-2 narrow, which obviously I know you're going to say, yeah, well, that's why. But I feel like whatever I use, the middle of the pitch feels chock-a-block on a new gen. I don't know if that's just me, but Zell might know more. Do you know more, Zell? Um, I think something common that I find when I watch people play is that they never switch it from one side to the other, so they end up getting bogged down in one area. In the elite division, when I watch like the high level, most pros are just spamming through balls down the middle. It's not bogged down because there's no time for it to be bogged down because <laughs> they're one-on-one. Or they're doing cutbacks on the wing for the most part. So at the highest... Like, I, I got to like 8.30 skill rating last qualifier season, which wasn't enough to qualify. I wasn't good enough. I'm not good enough at abusing these crazy through balls and all that. But You're a lot like Inception. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'll try my best. I'm just not good enough at abusing them. Um, yeah, at the highest level, it doesn't seem to be too bogged down, I would say, because they go out wide a lot, or it's quite an end-to-end game at times now. It's even, like, on the new patch, most top players from what I'm seeing are just using 99 pace players, putting through balls down the line, first time through balls and drop back and it doesn't get bogged down and drop back because it's just spamming through balls back and forth and hoping you glitch through but um, yeah, if you're playing the narrow it's naturally going to tend to more towards that but a lot of people like yeah. you could e- instantly change it by just doing you know that L2 cross field ball yeah. from one full back to another and then you have 20 yards of space especially OP with the, uh, the Traveller pass we should add as well where you just hold down the L2 and it pings it there doesn't it yeah Rob, uh, you look quite crestfallen there in your little pink room. No, but it's interesting. It's good to hear, like, because you know, I I probably do. I said, I think I said last week that I am a bit guilty sometimes of just trying the same thing over and over and getting frustrated. I think that the difference is when you're streaming as well. It's a lot harder to concentrate on how the game's playing out. I think I'm quite focused on acting like a prick and making jokes to the chat, so I get a bit. But when I play off stream that's when i can kind of assess it so i think i'll play a bit of new gen off stream and i like the idea i like the you know the idea of switching the play like that and i'll try things like that to see if i can make it better yeah. play on autopilot don't you when you're streaming and you might not 
realize the mistakes you're doing and stuff like that so yeah there's also definitely truth in the in the saying that what you focus on is you know if you focus on something it expands it grows and you know i'd just like to reaffirm and give you a bit of assurance rob that you are becoming a bigger and bigger prick as you stream so at least there's that <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you zell I, I watched i don't know if you guys watched this but um i think it was actually on the day of the patch coming out Brandon Smith and Richard Buckley, they introduced their own weekly competition called Wicked Wednesdays, which I absolutely love. I think it's a fantastic idea, and I'd encourage everybody to, to get behind it. It's a winner-take-all for $1,000, and yeah, we should have more of that in this country. But what I found when I was watching it is that it was exactly as you were saying, Zell, pretty much. And bear in mind that the players in this tourney had had hours to adapt to it, and it was all just a case of triggering runs, pinging balls over the top, playing the percentages, which is what a lot of the pro game is about, you probably agree, and it didn't make for, for a very entertaining gameplay spectacle. Richard and uh, and Brandon carried it as best they could, but in terms of gameplay, it, it wasn't great. I think this game's been quite well received, a more casual, lower level. From what I gather, people tend to like the game quite a bit, but then at the pro level, or like I'm I'm not I'm like right at that tier just below the pro level where like I can beat I've matched I match pros who got over a thousand skill rate and beat some of them by four or five goals. But at that level it's the consistency. Yeah. I never I was about hundred SR off, which is a lot at that level in the elite division. But I play enough against these people regularly to see what they're doing. And it's like you say, a lot of them are just playing the numbers that I don't like this and this is how FIFA is, but there's people I've played who literally, even if I marked them, would just they'd perfected the timing of these first time through balls. Even if I marked them, they'd just spam them, spam them, spam them. And eventually they'd get an animation where my defender would get glitched out and they'd get one on one or one of my AI wouldn't track a run properly. And I don't like this is the way FIFA is, but I do understand it a bit, I guess. But a lot of these people, they're trying to either become pro or be a successful pro and they're just abusing what works on the map. And I suppose what's different this year is, I mean, we've for years we've we've used that tactic of, of you send the player on the run and it's got to be marked and it just, we call it baiting, don't we, where it opens up the space where you can, you can run into the gap that's opened up by the defender tracking the run. The problem this year, though, is that... I mean, maybe in other years you could you could let the AI mark it and trust it. And, you know, to be fair, we often say the AI is overpowered. Maybe it's overpowered in the wrong places sometimes. But this year, if you don't mark it and you're up against somebody who knows what they're doing, especially with these first-time through balls, which, incidentally, we spoke about in some depth in last week's pod with, with Dylan Campbell. If anybody's wondering what we're talking about, by all means, go back and check that out. But you're going to get punished, right? really punished there's also player locks as well that it's not really something you see and like people might try them a bit but like i've started to try them to my game and i'm not getting okay at them but there's some people who literally they're player locking every through ball they do and they they've got it to a t where they'll get their player to kind of he's going straight and then he does like a 45 degree diagonal run that cuts across the defender and if they time it right they'll do a through ball and player lock through passes are always perfect you could do a Kyle Walker two-star weak foot player lock pass and it'll be perfect. don't really get why that is, but that's how it is. And they do these diagonal runs across a defender that when they time it right, the defender just freezes, the through ball gets passed and they're just in on goal. Yeah. You can't let the AI mark that. They mark a lot of runs well, but the first time ones and then these really well-timed player lock ones, they just get destroyed by it. When I see someone player locking, I instantly want to turn the PlayStation off. 
it, it never it never ends well that when I sit although there was someone doing it against me the other night he was terrible at it but usually when they do it you know they're decent yeah. guys I've just noticed we've we've got an intruder here it'll be a voice that I think most listeners will recognise I'm going to tease that for a minute though because I want to go back to what I said to Zell earlier about the video that he showed me and that was um, Araujo the uh, the road to the final centre back getting absolutely torched by Al Al the Saudi the Saudi king. That's it. Yeah, so he's a I beast. Sent, me and Steve were talking about it and you was asking me after testing it a bit more what I thought about it. And I think you said you'd watched the end of my stream and had a good laugh. I was getting quite irate. I was playing pretty bad to be fair, but we can we can probably listen to a clip of that, Zell, just to uh I mean you you come across as being very level headed, calm, collected. Mm. So let's just show the, the other side of Zell. I'm genuinely gobsmacked. If I went back and analysed this game, it'd be crazy. Nice, just glitched me out, the movement. Tackle him! Why is it switched me off as well? Tackle him! What is going on? <laughs> I'm all zen when I'm playing FIFA. But, um, yeah, this um, clip I sent to Steve was I was using Path to Glory Araujo, like, Gold Araujo before the patch was a top tier centre back. And I was using the upgraded one that's got, I think with a shadow, supposed to have like 89, 90 pace. I had a yard on Alawiran, marked it perfect, did what I think was the best angle I could have taken to stop him. And all the guy did was just sprint pretty much in a straight line with like the, a bit of a right stick touch. And he probably made like five yards on me in about 20 yards. It was scary. And there's nothing you could have done to defend it. That card is ridiculous, though. I've got him, and he's incredible. He's feels like the fastest card I've used on the game. Yeah, he makes you saying Bolt looks slow. Yeah, Ali G, we call him in stream, just for sure. I don't know why, but he's got the goggles, doesn't he? He does. Do you know what? That's probably it. Thank you. <laughs> that, that that card's just crazy, though. Yeah. Uh let's go to the intruder there. Um, before we do, before I introduce him, I want to briefly cover this week's content so there's that how are you doing spice i'm doing all right i'm uh i'm excited to watch the u.s beat england next week oh here we go i don't think that's gonna happen actually tyler adams and brendan aronson yeah you probably will win yeah you you Two mentioned something interesting on your stream this week rob i mean not only and it's quite an interesting panel we've got here actually because to to run over us we've got zell from leeds who's an aston villa fan we've got me go. i was born in birmingham here we go there's there's always there's always the i mean technically i was born in hartlepool and i'm a sunderland fan but really i'm from lincolnshire and i'm a sunderland fan spice has got no excuse whatsoever he's from was it Pennsylvania or somewhere? And you're a you're a scouser, jeez. And Rob is obviously from Manchester and no. claims to be a Leeds United fan. Not from Manchester. I'll just add every week I have to say this now. So from Manchester sounds Manchester to me. Thanks, El. <laughs> um, but you said on stream this week, Rob, that uh, you're not an England fan. I mean, come on. Well, it was just a little joke, but. Um... Really? Well, obviously, I've got. Well, I've got my hearts. You know, I've got. We've got Tyler Adams. We've got Aronson. So I'm going to have a little flame burning for America. But um, I've, I've struggled to love England, the England team, for a, a while. I, I'll be supporting us. Don't get me wrong. You know, I am English, so I will follow us. But 
I don't know, I find us so dull to watch. We're terrible. International football in general, I know the World Cup's different and I'm looking forward to it, but Southgate... You don't find this brand of football inspiring? It, it's it's a struggle. It's, it's like elite rivals watching Gareth Southgate's England team. Somewhere there's a Brantano missing a regional area manager, isn't there, really? Yeah. This I should add as well, by the way, this is just a slight digression we will get back to the gameplay patch and what have you very soon but we haven't spoken to you spice since uh, i mean the world cup will technically be underway by the time this podcast comes out we've, we've had everybody's prediction from last week for who's going to win it so let's check in with you and zell find out what you think for winners i i'm gonna go with brazil i'm gonna go with the boring pick is that it what else is there to say <laughs> did you want me to say the united states <laughs> <laughs> Christian Pulisic Zell, come on say something inspiring like Argentina good god um, <laughs> yeah, I got asked like my top five I'll run through that very quickly I said Brazil would be my favourite yeah I think I think Brazil are the best Argentina though are on two games off beating the all time international streak from beating games they've got Emmy Martinez Villa's finest I think Argentina are my second favourite could it, it could be Messi's a thousandth game, right? The World Cup final. I've seen people saying that. I, I don't mean to interrupt, Sal, but before you get to England, you made me laugh with one of your tweets. I think it was yesterday, where Alex Scott, the the BBC yeah. pundit and former England player, had said that England reminder of Brazil in two thousand two. Yeah, that the Brazilian team that had Lucio, Cafu, Roberto Carlos, R nine, Ronaldinho, Kaká, and we've got <laughs> Harry Kane and. Maybe Declan Rice at an absolute push you and borderline world class. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That um, made me laugh when I read that. And she also said that that Brazil team were on terrible form going into the 2002 World Cup. I looked it up. They'd won six and drawn one of the last seven games before the tournament. But yeah, um, I have Argentina second, France is third, England fourth, Spain fifth. And then I saw an article on BBC about it. Apparently, according to you know, Opta, the like stats thing yeah. that is apparently the top five statistically in their order so I went with the boring statistical one but I think Brazil and Argentina are like quite above any other team France have just had too many injuries but they still got Benzema and Mbappe I don't think they're, I don't think in national football right now though, there isn't any amazing teams that really stand out to be honest I think it is a little bit up for grabs. It's all about how well you do in the tournament, isn't it? As you know, we hear this cliche about tournament football and what have you, and it's just a case of surviving the group stages and then clawing your way up to the final, I guess. We're going all over the place here. We're going out of order. I wanted to stay on the on the gameplay patch. But I guess while we're talking about it, let's let's get to the, the World Cup content that we've had. Um, I joked a minute ago about there not having been that much content. I've seen a lot of people complaining already, and I mean, it's very unlike the, the FIFA community to do this, but complaining already about having their club full of these red World Cup cards that are just clogging everything up, and they're not really achieving a great deal. Uh, they don't seem to be. Do we think it's a bit of a nuisance? Spice, being as though you've bothered to drag your ass in here halfway through, might as well try and get some value out of you. I've yet to use any of those World Cup cards, and... Uh... To be honest, I haven't played much FIFA in the last week. Those cards are for objectives, right? Yes. Yeah, so... FIFA 23, mate. All right. <laughs> Thought it was a new another whole game that came out with. <laughs> no, but the cards, I mean... I don't know. I, I'm never going to do the objectives. You're never going to catch me doing an objective. And yeah, there's a million of them. And, and 
most of them are not even good. Half my club is filled with these cards I'm never going to use. You're going to be in for quite a shock, Spice, when you when you log back in again and see how much the game has changed. Yeah, I'm sure it's changed a lot. These objectives are obscenely long. Mm-hmm. Which is how I've been ex- described by ex-girlfriends, but... No, I haven't, ever. Um, they're Jim ridiculous, Christ though. Almighty, this... The lengthy matter has gone, and he's still getting long <laughs> cock jokes in. <laughs> There's, so tonight's come out, play 684 squad battle games, but before that, it's these six wins you've got to get with all these... It is honestly... You're not enjoying playing with a set of Katara players you've never heard of. It's, it's cra- it is crazy. Some guy in my chat last night said he's done it on two accounts. All of it. I was like... Bit of a masochist there, to be fair. That's to crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I can't be asked to do it on my own. It's so long. It's, oh, it's dull. Uh, one thing I will give credit to here, I actually do think the rewards are pretty good. Mm. I yeah, think yeah. V- that Vieira is pretty much end game until June, July. I think Cafu is an end game right back. I won't, I'm not going to go for a right back. And then those 84 times 20 packs are really good, especially if you save them for team of the year. I think the rewards are actually pretty good this time. Most of the time, the first batch of swaps are just laugh. It's like a, a baby base pick icon or something is the best. Or they're yeah. useless. Or I think in the past it's been baby Vieira. We're basically getting prime Vieira in December if we want. I mean, they actually are. The grind's actually worth it this time. I've not done swaps the last few years at all, whereas I'm going to do it. Somewhat stream content, but I actually think the rewards are good this time to give. You, you wanted me to say something positive about EA, Steve. So No, I want you to... Uh... Slag them off, sale. Prove that you're not a uh, an EA shill. <laughs> I think I think we're all pretty much aware of the fact that that's not the case. Did you say Qatari players for an objective, Rob? Yeah. So, well, what you've got to do, mate, is you've got God, to... God, you really have been under a rock. I, I have been. Did yeah. the Qatari government pay EA to put that in? <laughs> <laughs> There's a point. Low blow. You've got... do, you want, do you want to tell him, Rob? Yes, yeah, so you've got to win six matches in a foot-friendly called... FIFA World Cup swaps with at least six Qatari World Cup player items in your starting squad. And then, so when you've done that with Qatar, which might take you 10 games because it's full of sweats, then you've got to do that with Senegal, Netherlands, England, Iran, Wales, USA, and Ecuador. You have to do it with every team, and they're going to do yeah. it with all 32 Forever teams. Forever and ever until you die. Yeah. yeah. And it's time gated to do it every I'm week. going back under the <laughs> And then when you end up in hell, they make you do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm out till it's... the end of this promo. <laughs> But Zell's right, the rewards are decent, but this is a slog, and there's a lot of squad battle ones been added tonight. Um, Friendly, friendlies has skill-based matchmaking in it. It does, yeah. and that makes it diabolical to play it. Every game I play is against Hullet, Ginola, and Bappe. And six Qataris. I think, I mean, yeah. we're, we're never happy, though, are we? I mean, it's fantastic that they've given us these great rewards. Mm-hmm. I've got to be honest, I've, I've dipped into it and played it and found it that sweaty and thought, this is just not fun. So I've kind of written it off to an extent. Probably later in the cycle, I'll, I'll get into it and do it. But I think they've almost made it kind of compulsive. And it's that fear of missing out again, the old FOMO, that everybody's kind of thinking, well, come the end of this cycle, everybody's going to have this Vieira card. And if I don't get it, I'm going to be at a disadvantage, right? So it's a pretty smart play from EA. I would have liked to seen them do like five options that were at that Vieira level. So it wasn't just everyone who's grinded gets Vieira. Because I do think soon as you've got because it's time gated like 14 tokens a week or something so soon as there's enough tokens available to get Vieira you're going to see Vieira in loads of teams I would have liked to see a few more options maybe like an, a prime-ish Eto or something like that or a really good centre-back like 
just so it's not just going to be the same player. But So, yeah, do you know what? I just wanted to mention something to Zell. So I've watched Zell's YouTube channel for a few years. And if, if you wanted to send me some like Zell merch, like sign boxer shorts, I'd be up for receiving that. If, I don't know if that's the sort of thing you do or not. but Maybe we can start doing it. Put how many how many channel points is that? Is that? <laughs> Two hundred thousand. Thank God, this is a this is a good point to plug a future episode. And um, we're looking at having quite a big um, female content creator on soon. Who she's quite an attractive lady has her own OnlyFans page. And am I allowed on that week or not? Well, that's what I was going to say. Just thank fuck that he's asked Zell and not her. The podcast pest. Um, sorry, so I anyway got distracted asking for Zell's underwear, but um, we we said we'd get back to the uh, to the patch. Zell, what's it going to mean in terms of the way that we play the game, especially defensively? Because that's the way things have been affected more than anything. We one of the big market shocks when the patch dropped was Van Dyke, who was basically the centre back. He he kind of auto defended, and his his lengthy style with his sprint speed going through a lot of things that that it wouldn't have done in previous years um and he, he dropped like a stone in the market because he's, he's basically no longer viable so how's it going to impact the way you play and what can people do to basically to negate these these explosive quick players i think on the previous patch acceleration as a stat just seemed almost irrelevant because no one could accelerate the only thing that seemed to matter was lengthy and sprint speed in terms of foot races whereas now that clip I showed you of the Araujo, maybe Araujo having low 80s acceleration with a shadow is what the issue is. Because I found if you get shoulder to shoulder with an attacker, you can still knock them out of the way. Mm-hmm. But if they remotely get ahead of you, you're not catching them. So I think we might start to see defenders like... No one would have even dreamed of using Cordoba at a high level on the previous patch. Cordoba can't even be lengthy because he's got such good agility. He might even be too small to be lengthy as well on the game. But um, he's got like high 80s acceleration before he's even got a chem style on. So I definitely think we could see maybe a bit more of a push towards the quicker acceleration centre-backs. Agility and balance might matter a lot more to turn and deal with these through balls, fast players. Um, I think also you're not going to be able to press as well. A lot of people were using the press after possession loss tactic, which for me it was just nonsense that you could play someone that you you could be two three and up they turn constant press or press after possession loss on the game just changes and i think i said to you before the podcast started that i think an indirect nerf to the press has happened because you can now dribble out and get away from it a bit more so i think people aren't going to be able to press as aggressively because they're so it's such a risk if someone gets in behind now they're gone um so i think it really does change how you have to defend you're going to have to go from being a lot more proactive in people's face pressing to really covering runs a lot more in terms of team building I, I put out a tweet this week saying you know asking people how many changes they've made to the team quite honestly i've made nine to my starting 11 since this patch dropped yeah i think mine's something similar i've gone from i can't remember who my center backs were one was definitely van dyke i used nicholas sule the road to the knockout sule as well which was a great example of a card that had really really crap acceleration but mm-hmm. great sprint speed and it was usable i've gone from them to militao and kunde how about you, Zell? Um, my duo now's gone from part. I sold Lucio partly because I knew his World Cup card was coming out. I still think Lucio will be top tier because he's got good acceleration, but it was Lucio and Van Dyke, and now it's Cordoba and Tamora. Tamora's in form. Yeah, I think you want really high acceleration, good agility, so they can turn because if someone gets ahead of you, they're gone. And then in the attack, you can now suddenly use like Mane 
um, Usman Dembele, Vinicius. Um, I think the best value, like elite, elite player, we might have even mentioned one so far, is that Alawiran. Mm. He's expensive, and I wouldn't play him through the middle because he's not got a five-star, but out wide, where a lot of good build-up can happen and cutbacks, just no one can. Like Kyle Walker was a god at fullback before this patch came out. Kyle Walker gets absolutely destroyed for pace by this guy. Can anybody who had heard of Alawiran before FIFA 23, can we all say I? Eh. Rob, it's going to affect something that you're a, a, a massive expert on as well, which is depth. <laughs> I I need to... Uh, I just, I'm just an old gem man, and I love Alawarin a lot. Um, I need to try a new gem more and try... Seeing as my team's not set up for lengthy, I can I'm gonna give a new gen a go this weekend with, with Aloaren and Co and uh try and love it. Spice, are you excited to log on? No. <laughs> he loves FIFA. But, uh, he? I'm glad uh, I'm glad to hear my centre backs before the patch were uh Kunde and Cordoba, so it looks like I can keep my centre backs at least. Glad for that. You were ahead of the curve, Spice. I knew it was coming. Right, before we draw things to a close We've got to move on to listeners' questions. And quite interestingly, and for a very good reason, there aren't any. And that's mainly because, unfortunately, our Discord got deleted during the week, um, which wasn't ideal. We'll be setting up another one. Uh, I'd encourage you all to follow the Twitter account, which is at FootFocusPod. That's at FootFocusPod. And you'll be able to stay abreast of all that. We'll be setting up a new Discord, which will be free to join. But yeah, it's a new Twitter account, so please, by all means, do give us a follow. We're still trying to grow. We appreciate retweets and likes and any kind of support you can give us. Reviews on iTunes, you name it. We're grateful for everything. So if you are happy with the nonsense that we try to bring you every week, then uh, yeah, please do tuck in there and, and try and help us out I think that's pretty much the end of it isn't it boys I'll just add on that if they want to send us stuff as well you know like um, gifts no G- pants oh, no right. underwear <laughs> okay okay sorry I know I know what you're trying to do oh, I'll stop Zell Steve <laughs> anything else you'd like to add um, persevere with the patch because it's going to be uh, I was on a call earlier I think you'll mind me saying with Jamba Jambu's really good at this game. He got to like 960 SR on the previous patch. He's grinded it a lot. And he got he was really, really good on the old patch. And then today, he was just saying, I just don't know what to do on this patch. This is someone who was like, finished like top 200 in the world in the first season. So if that's someone like that, he, was, uh, he got really good on it. And he was like, I just don't know how to play this game anymore. It's like learning a new FIFA. So it's going to be hard, but... Um, yeah, persevere with it and be very willing to adapt. You mentioned depth. We didn't really, we didn't actually really talk about it, but yeah, I think it'll definitely be a bit of a shift in terms of lowering the depth, going from press after possession loss to balance. Mm. God forbid, maybe drop back because long shots aren't as good anymore, so drop back might be more viable. But um, you're a rat. You're garbage. I'm not saying a hundred percent to go towards that, but I think that it's worth trying. I'm not too scared of a Traveller anymore. What I was going to say, one thing we haven't mentioned, because so much has happened in the last week, I guess, is the fact that Travellers have been nerfed. But yeah, we, we mentioned it in that, you know, they've, they've actually said by how much. I've found that they are a lot more difficult to score. Um, and I've been using Salah and Vinicius Jr., who both have outside the foot trait. I've been green timing them, and it definitely helps, but I don't think they're anywhere near as reliable. Yeah. But that said, 
if you do start playing drop back, you're going to be inviting disaster by leaving the space for those Trevellas, right? I would say, like, anyone who doesn't have this tray, it's a dumb decision to shoot now yeah. with a Trevella because even if you green it, the RNG, like you said earlier about playing the numbers, like, if you're playing the numbers, you are never playing the numbers effectively by Trevellering unless you've got the tray. And then I think you have to green it to have much chance of consistency even with the tray. Um, I conceded one in about 50 games so far. And I am I was really good on the old patch of Travellers. I've probably scored two on the new patch. And it was both green timed with players with like near 99 shooting and the outside of the foot shot tray. Right. So I think now that people can sit a lot deeper and invite it a bit more. Because that also sitting deeper benefits your attack and the pace. I had a I had a rumor that if you put drop back on Inception knocks on your door and kicks fuck out of you. Just what I heard. I don't think that's a rumor. I think that's. A rumor. <laughs> I'll watch out for that. Spice, what have you learned from today's podcast? Not too much. Brilliant. <laughs> right. Um, follows. You can follow me on Twitter at the Foot Coach. Uh, sorry for no streams. You can follow Spice on at Foot Spice and is it Spice on YouTube? Yeah, Spice on YouTube. Okay. Just type in Foot Spice and you'll find an absolute lack of content, which is about to be ramped up this week. We've had promises. Rob, you can follow on at on the Rob on Twitter and you can catch him streaming on twitch.tv on the Rob. So don't forget his TikTok. Yeah, you've not plugged I, my I TikTok. I was getting there, Spice. I was... I've got at least seven followers on there. I didn't invite you on here to interrupt my flow. <laughs> can you imagine if I was Jigger or... What's his name? Yay, was it? I don't know. Turtle, I thank, I thank you for that. Thank you. Go on then, tell him you, tell him you TikTok. No, I don't want to. No, I don't. I don't want you on it. On the Rob Nine. It's shit, my TikTok. It's really shit. Just, just come and watch Twitch, or come and follow me on Twitter. In fact, don't even bother with Twitter. Just come and watch me on Twitch. Pretending he doesn't care. Spice, I missed your TikTok. Spicy turtle. I don't post there, so don't follow. Self. <laughs> <laughs> It's at Zelonius, I know that much. Fill me in. Zelonius on Twitter, Zelonius on YouTube, Zelonius on TikTok, but I don't really post there, and Zelonius 92, because some wanker had taken <laughs> Zelonius already, apparently, on Twitch, and he's inactive, and I can't get it. Do you know, the irony of this is that I was going to give out everybody's details because I'm dying for a piss, and I thought it would be quicker. Piss your pants if you're a real podcast hero. I actually wanted to add something at the end too, just a promise to the viewers that, uh, you know, by next Friday, I'll have made a million coins, the US will have beaten England, and it'll be a great show. We, we won't give you any grief if that doesn't come true, Spice, you know that. Yeah, we don't celebrate beating, a, beating pub teams, do we? We're not, you know. <laughs> right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Enjoy your World Cup, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. What is going on?